This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 253, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, March 2nd. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 253. It's our comic reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, March 2nd. Uh, let's just jump right in. Um, so a lot of, co- actually not a lot of comics came, actually came out last week. Um, first, I'd like to talk about the books I did not have a good chance to read. Um, I'm kind of flipping the format from what I used to do. Um, so the books I didn't get, not get a chance to read include Batgirl 49, Batman Beyond Number 10, uh, Harley Quinn, actually, that's a trade paperback, never mind. Uh, Injustice, Gods Among Us, Year 5, number 5, Omega Men, number 9, um, Unfollow, number 5, the print version of Amazing Spider-Man and Silk, Spiderfly Effect, number 1, Darth Vader, number 17, and uh, Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble, Civil War, number 1. So what did I get a chance to read? Well, first up, we have A-Force number three. Uh, I have to admit, I was not as big a fan of this issue as I've enjoyed the first couple of issues. Um, I thought it was okay. I just, I didn't enjoy it to the same degree. Um, I thought the focus wasn't quite as sharp. Uh, and the art was okay. Um, it's written by Kelly Thompson and, sorry, Kelly Thompson with G. Willa Wilson of Miss Marvel fame. Uh, Jorge Molina on art. Um... It, it felt like it had a little bit less fun in this issue. There's a little bit more of a kind of the, the women kind of fighting each other and, and arguing with each other. And I just, I wasn't as interested in reading that. Um, although I did like, whenever Singularity is on, on kind of stage, so to speak, I think it, the whole thing really sings. Uh, I think it's really entertaining. I don't really get what happened with Dazzler either, just because I thought that the art wasn't that... I don't know what the word is. I don't know if it made a lot of sense. Like, I wasn't sure what was happening, and that's not good. I shouldn't be, you know, reading an issue and be confused on what exactly was happening in the art. Uh, But I was. I felt very confused by what the art was showing me. Um, So it it just, this was not nearly as strong as previous issues had been. Uh, I'm going to give it a five and a half out of ten. I think it faltered a little. Uh, I am hoping that next issue, as we see more of Singularity fighting the enemy, that maybe uh, it'll become a little bit more enjoyable and I'll like it a bit more. Uh, next up is Avengers Standoff Assault on Pleasant Hill Alpha Number 1. Um, this storyline could go very wrong, but so far it's very right. Uh, I thought this was actually an exceptionally strong debut. Um, we, we have you know kind of two different stories going on here. It's written by Nick Spencer, artwork by Jesus Says. Uh, we have a story about Sam Wilson, and we also have a story about Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers' story in, intertwines um, Winter Soldier, whereas uh, Sam's intertwines with uh, Rick Jones. Uh, basically, they all end up kind of going to, to Pleasant Hill to figure out what's going on. Steve, as you can imagine, is not a fan of what's going on in that place. Um, and with, with, with Kobik and what's being... Project Kobuk has now become like basically personified by a little girl. Uh, the masters of evil or some of the the villains who were imprisoned here are ready to make their big their big getaway. Um, I really dug this. I thought it was a really strong debut. Not even debut. I mean, we already knew what this was because of the last you know kind of um, I forget what it was even called now, but the one shot that kind of led up to this. Um, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was a very strong debut. It gave me a clear sense of you know where we're going in the story. Um, I like the use of the characters. I like the conflicting uh, 
you know, points of view and how the different characters are going to come to one and to be in Pleasant Hill. Uh, what the prison break I thought was almost a little too quick, but also felt like if they dragged it on, then it wouldn't be as enjoyable. So they're really ratcheting up the stakes right away. I really dug this. Eight out of ten. Uh, next up is Batman and Robin Eternal. This was okay. I'm just not a... Again, I, I've enjoyed most of the issues generally, but it's still not... I just preferred Batman Eternal. I'm not super into the whole uh, mother character. Uh, the story here is by James Tinney and the Fourth and Scott Snyder. The script is by Genevieve Valentine. Artwork by Fernando Blanco. I did like the art. Um, the story could have been a little bit stronger. It just feels like we have a, a lot of issues of people just kind of fighting against each other uh, and squabbling. And Damien has to kind of give them a bit of read them the rat rack of this is how Batman actually believed in everyone. Um, and then I guess we're really kind of coming towards the finale. Um, I'm just not super on board. I'm going to give it a seven. It was a decent issue with good art, but um, I'm just not a huge fan of the overall direction of the storyline. Uh, it was, and it felt like it repeated some of the same beats. Like it, I just feel like the the whole mother storyline could have been better integrated or layered, and it didn't quite get there for me. Uh, next up is Black Widow number one. Absolutely fantastic issue. Very kind of light on actual story content, but uh, it's a brilliant issue. But written by Mark Wade, artwork by Chris Somney. Um, this is just one hell of a getaway. It's Black Widow on the run from S.H.I.E.L.D. This is how she tries to get away. Um, there's just so much going on here. It's brutal. Um, the, again, there's not a lot in terms of actual story content here. It's it's just go, 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 go action, but it's brilliant action. It's really well done and well handled. Um, it was just super exciting all the way through. Uh, a tremendous debut. If you weren't on, if you were on the fence about this, don't be on the fence. This was fantastic. I'm going to give this a nine out of ten. Again, the, the plot is still very slow paced, but the action beats more than make up for it. It's brilliant art, so well paced. Um, in terms of the action, um, uh, the way the insomnia layers a page is just amazing. Uh, next up is Deadpool number eight. I continue to enjoy this book uh, more than I originally would have expected. Uh, Jerry Dugan wrote it. Artwork by Matteo Loli. Um, really like how you know Deadpool himself is being developed and him having all these memory issues, as well as you're seeing. Um, you know his his team is kind of operating well on their own. Uh, Deadpool takes on Sabretooth here. Uh, very enjoyable all the way through. Uh, I'm going to give this an eight out of ten. It was very solid. Uh, next up is Green Lantern fifty. Um, this not so good. I mean, in theory, I like the idea maybe, but in the execution, it doesn't quite work. Um, something's happening with Hal, and I think that was more interesting than the bulk of the issue. Like The very ending, that was like, oh, what's happening there? That's actually more interesting than the rest of the issue. The rest of the issue, we have Parallax, who's fresh from Convergence. He's here to basically save Coast City by destroying Coast City but during a fight with the renegade Hal Jordan. It just... I feel like the direction that they were going to take the renegade Hal Jordan never quite lifted off. It never quite worked. And having all the Green Lanterns gone, but not really explaining it in the pages of Green Lantern didn't work either. So, I mean, I think it's kind of cool to see Parallax back, but at the same time, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. And if you really start to think about the continuity, it makes even less sense. So it's, it's very kind of hard to read. Plus, they very heavily look at him, you know, succumbing to Parallax, whereas he seemed a lot more heroic during the end of Conversion. So I, 
and we don't really know all the circumstances of how he got out of the end of Convergence. Anyways, I'm going to give this a 5 out of 10. Um, the artwork is by... Let me just pull up the credits here. Um, now, some of the pages were nice, but I just in general don't know if it quite worked. It was writ- written by Robert Venditti, artwork by Billy Tan and Vicente Cifuentes. So I do like the art, but the story I don't think was really up to snuff. So I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. Next up is Guardians of Infinity, number 4. Um... This was okay. Um, it's written by Dan Abnett, artwork by Carlo Barberi. Um, the backup is by Jerry Dugan and Leonardo Romero. I thought the backup was more enjoyable. Uh, I thought the main story just felt a little cluttered um, and not always that clear on exactly what was happening, whereas the backup with Flash Thompson and Venom was actually a lot more enjoyable, had some good fun bits, um, and uh, also kind of spoke to the nature of what's going on with Johnny and Thing, which was interesting. Uh, on the whole, I'm going to give the issue a six, but um, uh, I'd say the strength of this issue is in the backup, unfortunately. I say unfortunately just because you would hope that the primary storyline would be, you know, enjoyable as well. Uh, next but not least is Iron Man number seven, uh, which is the road to Civil War II, although it's not really clear exactly what that is or how that's even happening. Artwork by Mike Diodato Jr., although I... I'm not a huge fan of how he's portraying Tony here. I'm just, I don't know what it is, but I just don't really like the visual. Uh, the way that MJ is being written here, again, didn't really work for me. It didn't feel like MJ at all. Um, it, it's it's just frustrating because, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really feel like who the character is. Um, now, the parts with bringing, you know, calling in Peter Parker, that was interesting. Um, the parts with uh, War Machine kind of being threatened was, again, more interesting. But the main core storyline... I'm really on the fence so far. Mainly because there's just a lot of talking that didn't really get us anywhere. And uh, I don't know if I... I didn't really enjoy it. Uh, Six out of ten. Next up is Midnighter number ten. Which I don't know if I've actually reviewed that often on the show. It's not usually something I read right away. Um, This particular issue... um, Let's see. The artwork is by Hugo Petrus. Pages one to ten. And Akko doing pages eleven to twenty. It's written by Steve Orlando. Um, it was it was good. It was an interesting issue, a lot going on. Um, I did feel like we went a little bit in a circle, um, but it was an enjoyable issue. I'm not going to say much more about it. Uh, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Next issue is New Avengers number 7. And uh, this I enjoyed. Um, I'm not a huge fan of what they're doing with this with the evil Reed Richards, but I like the story of the basically the the white tiger that was you know controlled by the hand going up against the new white tiger, uh, and kind of Power Man being in the middle. I thought it was a really cool way of kind of moving a storyline forward. I'm excited to see what happens with the new Revengers, especially with Anger of the Screamer there. But uh, so far, um, I actually dug this quite a lot. Um, it felt like a very focused issue. It knew what it wanted to do, and it wasted no time kind of getting there. Uh, it's written by Al Ewing, artwork by Jay Cassara, and I really like the art, especially with the colors by, I believe, Rochelle Rosenberg. Um, so I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10. I thought it was actually stronger than previous issues just because the artwork wasn't as over the top. I think that's both been a good and bad thing in the first arc was that the artwork was very bombastic and larger in life and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't and here it was nice to have a more grounded approach uh next up is nova number five this i really dug um great art um it's written by sean ryan i worked by Corey smith i thought Corey smith's artwork was fantastic i really liked how they're developing sam's 
kind of work-life balance, so to speak, him dealing with what happened to his dad, finding out a little bit more there. Um, Maybe one of his friends is figuring out uh, the secret of who Nova actually is. Uh, Good good cliffhanger, very solid and enjoyable issue. I thought the artwork was great. Um, I really like just seeing the kind of the classic Nova design as well. I don't know why. Um, I like that there's a very different look to Sam Alexander and his costume and his helmet and everything compared to other Novas. And, uh, but it's, it's, I also just like the classic design as well, although I'm glad that Sam isn't actually wearing it himself. So eight out of 10 for Nova. Uh, next up is no man, uh, sorry, old man Logan. Number three, this is so good. I'm going to give this a nine. I think it's just such a great book. Um, it's interesting because I haven't been a huge fan of how Jeff Lemire has written him in, in the Extraordinary X-Men book. Maybe that's also the art, though, because it just I haven't really felt that connected to the character and feel like he's there for a reason. Whereas here, it feels that there's a very clear sense of purpose as to what Logan's doing. The flashbacks are, you know, very touching. Um, kind of dealing with, you know, the world he lived in and the world he is in now and trying to convince Kay, um, uh, Katie to help him. Um, to kind of take people out, and he, you know, is a little brutal, and he's not the same Wolverine he used to be. He's a lot more brutal. And then at the end, it looks like Steve Rogers is going to go up against someone. It's Old Man Logan versus Old Man Rogers. Um, I thought this was fantastic. I'm going to give it a nine out of ten. It's so good by Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino. Sorrentino's art is so perfect for this, um, and the colors are also really well done. I, um, I forget who's the colorist here. Um, it's Marcelo, Marcello or Marcello Maiolo, and it's just gorgeous. Um, next up is Spider-Man number two. I didn't care that much for this. I just felt like it prolonged the, um, uh, what's his name? Blackheart storyline a lot longer than it needed to be. Sarah Pacella's artwork is nice, but I wasn't a fan of how it was written by Bendis. I just, I, I don't know. It just felt like it took forever to get to the point where I'm still not getting a good sense of, uh, there's still so many weird questions about, you know, what is the dynamic between Peter and Miles? Um, I just the the fact that they've got done nothing to really explain Mal's inclusion in the world really bugs me, and uh, it's going to continue to bother me. I think going forward, I'll give it a six and a half. Like their work was strong, I just didn't really care much for the story, and I felt like it prolonged the Blackheart storyline much longer than it needed to be. Um, next up is Swamp Thing number three. Apparently, this is now I guess been confirmed as a miniseries. Um, I really like this. It's I find. Um, it's a, you know, very, it feels like a very classic take on Swamp Thing by Len Wein and artwork by Kelly Jones. I, I just dug all of this. Um, we have, I guess, a character from, uh, Swamp Thing's past tries to help him and then maybe his, his ends are a little bit more nefarious than we realized at first. Um, this was a very solid read. If it is just a miniseries, it's a shame, but I think it'll be a nice tight miniseries. It's been really good so far. So I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Uh, next up is Uncanny Avengers number six. Um, I liked it. I like that, you know, we're kind of seeing different, you know, teammates doing their own thing. We have the idea that Avengers Mansion is being basically rented and used by people dressing up as Avengers, but who aren't actually Avengers, which is kind of weird and kinky, but also doesn't seem like that big of a surprise in this day and age. Um, Synapse gets a visit from the Inhumans and she kind of visits them and, you know, tries to fix Hellion at the same time. At Avengers Mansion, we have uh, the Wrecker going up against uh, Deadpool and Quicksilver, which has got to be such a weird and zany team-up, but I really enjoyed it. Um, and the the ending, I liked it, but at the same time, I thought that it was very... 
what's the word? It's very similar to the last issue's kind of big surprise. Like, it was still a surprise, but um, I feel like if they're going to keep playing the same beat, then I'm going to start being less surprised by, you know, the kind of the surprise ending. It'll be interesting to see what happens next issue because we're going to be going into a... um, the crossover with Standoff, uh, which is a little too bad just because I'm enjoying that this issue and the last one were more character-centric stories uh, focusing on the individual members of the team. And I thought those were, um, it was nice to see, and it feels like a change of pace that we don't normally see in this day and age. Uh, the artwork here is by Carlos Pacheco, and it's written by Jerry Dugan. Uh, I'm going to give it um, an 8 out of 10. It was a solid and enjoyable issue. And last but not least, by any means, is Uncanny X-Men number four. Our work is by Greg Land. It's written by Colin Bunn. I'm really enjoying this book. Um, uh, just, I love the the dark riders going up against you know the healers. Uh, things don't quite work out as well for them as they would hope. Um, it also looks like we have um, the actual team kind of getting imprisoned or trapped by the dark riders as a diversionary tactic so that they can go after, um, you know, Magneto, who's, you know, going to have to go up against all of them as he defends one of the last few healers that they have, which is triage. Um, anyways, this, this is so, such a great book. I think it's, it's a very strong narrative. It's very cinematic. Greg Land's artwork definitely lends itself that way. It feels like it's big and bombastic. There's a real sense of, of urgency, of stakes. And I think that's something that's missing in Extraordinary X-Men and is absolutely absent for the most part in Amazing X-Men, but sorry, all new X-Men or whatever it's called. I can't remember what it's called now, but I don't think it needs to be in that type of book, the teen book, whereas in Extraordinary, there should be a sense of stakes. And I don't think it really lands with the same, with the right authenticity. Whereas here, it feels like there's an actual sense of urgency going on. It feels very appropriate and authentic. Um, so I'm going to give it an eight out of 10, which is not a surprise because I love eights. Um, if we look forward to next week, or really today, March 9th, some of the releases coming out will be Action Comics 50, uh, the first trade paperback of Azrael, uh, collecting his, I guess, original miniseries, and then his ongoing, but Nightfall happens in the middle, which is a little frustrating, uh, Batman and Robin Eternal, the first trade paperback comes out, as well as a new issue, we have the Batman Beyond first trade paperback of the current run by Dan Jurgens. Uh, Batman by Neil Adams Omnibus releases, as well as the Batman Contagion trade paperback. Uh, we've also got the Batman Superman Silver Age Omnibus, which is cool. I have most of that material in the showcase, but seeing it in color, that's attractive. Uh, Dark Knight 3, Master Race number 3, Collector's Edition comes out. Uh, we've got Detective Comics number 50, as some of these books finally hit their 50th issue. Uh, we've got Justice League Hardcover Volume 7 and Dark Side War Part 1. Bugs me to no end that they've done that, but whatever. Uh, we've got uh, Justice League Trade Paperback Volume 6 and Justice League, uh, Starfire Number 10, the Superman Batman Volume 1 hardcover book and DVD Blu-ray set, uh, Telos Number 6, Donald Duck Number 11, the Donald Duck Tycoon Raker Trade Paperback. Uh, from Marvel, we have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Number 3, which is part of the Assault on um, sort of Standoff uh, storyline. We have Only Wolverine number 6, Amazing Spider-Man number 9, Black Knight number 5, Doctor Strange number 6, uh, Gardens of the Galaxy number 6, Haunted Mansion number 1, Howard the Duck number 5, Infinity Entity uh, by Jim Starlin at number 1, uh, Mighty Thor number 5, The Launch of Mockingbird, New Shoes of Miss Marvel, Red Wolf, Rocket Raccoon and Groot, Spider-Gwen, Spider-Man 2099, Spider-Man Deadpool, a lot of books. Uh, there's the second trade paperback of Superior Iron Man uh, Stark Contrast, as uh, the name of it. We've got uh, Thorcore, uh, 
the trade paperback coming out, the Thor's trade paperback volume two, Who Holds the Hammer. Um, we have the Thor's trade paperback, sorry, the Thor Core and Thor's. Uh, Uncanny Avengers number seven, new issue already, that seems fast. I guess the, maybe the last issue was delayed. Um, we've got a new issue of Vision and Weird World, as well as trade paperbacks for X-Men 92 trade paperback, which is part of the Warzone storyline from uh, Secret Wars. Uh, so that's all stuff that's come out basically today. Uh, I could say, you know, this week, but this it basically, or next week, but basically we're releasing this this episode on March 9th, so they're actually coming out today. If you'd like to uh, email us at Comic Shenanigans, you can do so at Comic Shenanigans at gmail.com. You can like the show on our Facebook page, Comic Shenanigans. You can also rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and you can also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again for joining us today, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. We have great upcoming episodes. Um, I'm going to say this as a stinger. I meant to stop the recording, but I kept going. So um, we have some great upcoming episodes, but particularly we're going to have an issue, an episode with uh, Tom Brevoort coming up next in the next couple weeks. Uh, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be really exciting. Uh, we might also get to talk about Heroclix at some point on the podcast again. So hopefully we'll have that coming down the pike as well. Thank you once again for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. For real this time, signing off. Bye-bye.